0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Absolutely Radio Podcast. Today we're going to be joined by prefect and proud member of the Apsley House, Leo Wilson. Well, thank you, George, for that introduction. You know, it's really, really important, I think. I'm really, really happy to be on the show. I think what you guys are doing in terms of your cash project is actually
1: really important. All of this, any amount that we can raise for the NHS during these times, is really, really good. Yeah, great. I So, <coughs> so as a prefect, you have you know certain responsibilities around school. Uh, can you explain a little bit about yourself and how that works? Um, so...
0: As a prefect, all prefects generally are meant to act as the bridge between the pupil body and the senior management of school. So like Miss Bellamy, the subordinate and the warden. So we feedback any ideas that the, um, the pupils have, but also just any feelings of like disgruntlement or surprise or feedback on any issues. That's what all prefects do on like a base level. As well, we kind of just model the behavior and virtues that people are expected to follow. Of course, no one is perfect. Although I wish sometimes they think they would change the word prefect to perfect. (laughs) 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 Yes, they would do that. But of course, this is kind of telling our year group, people in other year groups, like how to act. You understand, like, it can get very stressful with exams. It's quite an intense curriculum and Teddy's has on. So it's about making sure that everyone's all right. But as the community prefect, I effectively look after the community, which is all of the um, activities and societies happening within St. Edward's. But also the Beyond Teddy's programme, so like all of our associated charities, all the community service work that we do. So although COVID has like disrupted loads of the plans, unfortunately, there's still a lot of good that we can do as a community with St. Edwards. What made you want to become a prefect in the first place? Power. <laughs> Power. It was really because I wanted to give back to the community. You know, I've given like five long years to St. Edwards, and I've thoroughly enjoyed every single moment. No, that'd be a lie. Although I've enjoyed did just I've describe them as long. Five long years. <laughs> Five long years. But no, I really, really have really enjoyed my time at St Edwards. And just you know, I've been in here every single year group. I've been involved with so many different activities around school and I know so many people around the school. I'm quite close to some teachers and I thought, you know, being a prefect is actually an opportunity to enact some real change. I thought that the boy the gender divide within St. Edwards could be broken down a little bit further. That was my primary thing that I said in my prefect interview. And yeah, that's kind of why I became a prefect, just to give back a little bit and enact some change. Yeah, right. So but, how do you feel about Apsley becoming co head I think Apsley becoming co-ed, I've been saying that for years. I've been saying that since fifth form. It makes so much sense for Apsley to become co-ed. The school is heading towards a 50-50. More and more girls are being introduced into the sixth form of boys' houses. I think Apsley, as a house culture uniquely is really, really accommodating of girls in a really platonic way. Um, it seems to be in loads of other houses that you can't really have girls inside the house because the boys can't be trusted. But I've never really got that feeling from Apsley. I've always frequently seen other year groups having girls in the common room. And very often, my friends have come in, and whether they be male or female. I don't really see why there should be an issue. And also, having a female HM, I just think it means Apsley's perfect to accommodate girls in sixth form. Miss Hamilton has really managed to bridge the culture gap within Absody. It's managed to bring all of the boys down to a more personal level and it's actually managed to get rid of some of the rowdiness of Absody. It's made us all emotionally intelligent and also much more confident. Wouldn't you agree, George? I would 100% agree. And on to the next question, Leo. What's your nightly routine? My nightly routine? <laughs> Boy, this feels like a regular podcast, doesn't it? <laughs> My nightly routine you know, get out of prep around 9 o'clock go to the common room very often there'll be some sort of like activity or snacks available go catch up with everyone see how their days has been um i might go call a friend who i've not been able to see because of covid of course i'm not allowed to go outside i'm not allowed to go out into Town, so i'm not allowed to see someone i'll go call them perhaps um very often i'll be in my room at like ten 30 i'm brushing my teeth and i'll probably just watch netflix or do some revision to that And you spoke about how you're
1: calling people and seeing the social side of your life has changed since COVID. In terms of your role as a prefect, how do you think that has changed? Well, how do you think your role in the school has changed?
0: I feel like the prefect on a base level, our roles in school haven't really changed because on most fundamental level, we are the bridge between the pupils and the senior management. And like even in COVID, so we have weekly meetings on Thursdays anyway, during that break time where we go and we chat with the ward and the sub and Miss Bellamy, just about the changes they're introducing to the school, our thoughts or anything, or any like um, proposed policy changes or any new buildings that are coming in. They always come and chat to us about it. We have a whole discussion. But even during online school, we were still having weekly pre-fed meetings, which we all went to. And we were discussing how all the different year groups were coping with lockdown. Um, loads of different activities we could bring to the fore. So, yeah, none of that changed over lockdown. Of course, the more day-to-day, like, sport, the sports prefects, I know, their jobs changed massively. In terms of community prefects, we had loads of projects to, like clean up the canal. Perhaps we couldn't do any community service, for instance. But we still managed to set up a new school charity, still managed to vote for that. We're still sitting here now, raising this for the NHS. So, charities are still able to go ahead. Mm. So, although COVID's disruptive, wasn't the be-all and end-all.
1: So, how did you manage to, uh, you know, cope with being away from such so much social interaction for so long
0: that's a really interesting
1: question julian i think that's a question people are still getting on try, still
0: trying to answer you know still loads of child psychologists was actually what happens when you're without human or social contact for nearly four months three months um what me and my friends end up doing we would call like every friday night because of course we didn't have saturday school back then we call every friday night every saturday night and just chat and catch up about like what was going on like for my 17th birthday I had a massive um, zoom party it was like 30 of us on zoom and actually it worked out really really well and everyone had a really fun time yeah and as soon as school was ended as lockdown like started to lift it like in august for me it was a lot of fun because i was living in london with my sister and actually
1: although there were quite a lot of restrictions i was still able to like see all my friends and do quite a bit so leo how well do you think the school has coped uh with the you know outbreak of coronavirus
0: well, of course, the corona virus outbreak was so sudden, no one saw it coming. In the span of two weeks, we went from all practicing bad renditions of Happy for House Singing, and then suddenly it was all right, boys, pack up, we're going home. It was so sudden, it was such a d- dramatic change as well, it was so weird. But the school had such a limited time to prepare for that summer term that actually they thought they did really, really well. I was kind of sitting there thinking like, oh, this wasn't something so obvious the school could have done. I felt that all of my teachers were always on it. I felt I could have gotten support 24-7. I still felt part of the absolutely support community. I absolutely put quite a lot on offer. And I didn't really feel like I was cut out of the school in any way. And very much a feeling of we're all in it together. So last year, yeah, it was really, really good. This term, particularly as before the IV exams were still going on, lessons were, effect- like, really effective. They were all online. I was getting 24-7 teacher contact. Um, yeah, I was able to hand in my essays whenever I wanted. Of course, lockdown has its limitations, but in lessons, you had to have your cameras on. You know, it wasn't like you could just have your phone underneath the table. Mm. It was like you did have to pay attention a little bit. I thought it was really good. I thought the yeah. schools responded
1: really positively to the outbreak. Yeah, for sure. Do you think they could have done any better?
0: Well, of course, there's room for improvement and lots of things. I think the coronavirus lockdown... presents many, many challenges, but also many, many opportunities, some of which perhaps weren't grasped just as well, but I can't tell you what opportunities they were. Maybe there were no such opportunities. Mm. I think the school did everything humanly possible, and they ran as many activities as they could. There was something for everybody if they wanted to. You could still have music lessons, still have speech and drama. Mm. It was vaguely school life, except Mm. at 10.30, instead of going into the common room to get yelled at by matron. Right downstairs, yeah, i <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Brilliant. Uh, so, Leo, what's your favourite type of juice? Well, actually, it used to be pineapple, but over the last like two years, Tom Nibbler makes this really nice type of like sports drink, which is like milk. Um, Tom Nibbler is a lower six and abstain for all those watching at home. It makes this really nice sports drink, which is like milk and cut up pieces of banana, a little bit of cocoa powder, and it's all blended in. And you know what? It's got a really, really good taste. The aftertaste is a bit. Uh, it's not for everyone let's say
1: but yeah no I've brought some to the sailing club before we've all had it it's really really good so last year obviously we had a very difficult time trying to cope uh with you know especially our year George and I we were you know in the middle of our GCSEs it was really difficult for us to be away from school especially since we didn't have you know systems like teams and you know that kind of system set up at at that point um how do you feel about GCSE and IB exams being cancelled especially your IB exams now
0: I think it's different. I think there's a clear difference between GCSEs and the IB and the A levels. The GCSEs being cancelled, I think, is a real shame because just as next year, when you go to do your exams, you never have sat public exams. You've never had that feeling of being in exam hall and seeing your little candidate number in the top right, the little cardboard tear-off thing, and then seeing them, thinking, "Oh my God, this is going to get sent off to a professor somewhere in the country." And I'm going to have no control of it. It's not Miss Riddle marking my English essay anymore. It's a really weird feeling. I think it's really sad that we've now had two-year groups that miss out on it. For the A-Level and the IB, of course, we have to put in work two years continuously because we need to get our predicted grades for university. But still, to be stripped of that opportunity to actually have a say in our grades, to have that opportunity in exams to actually say, this is what we've worked towards over two years. This is how far I've come. You know what? I deserve that seven. I think it's just, it's sad. But it's probably what needs to be done in order to reduce the pandemic. Mm. But I think the schools responded really, really well to it. I think Ofqual are putting in loads of arrangements where
1: it sounds like nothing unfair is going to happen. And if anything, it's going to be unfair in, the, in that there's going to be slight grade inflation. And do you think, you know, since a lot of the grades that especially we had were completely predicted based off uh, coursework and other factors, do you think that that will affect us in the future, like university applications and things like that?
0: universities will always want people, and universities have plenty of other ways from telling whether someone's committed, personal statement, they can actually read your coursework if they want, and loads of universities are doing interviews. School as a whole is changing away from hard facts, um, but moving more towards like data analysis, IT skills, and actually just the kind of personality of whether or not you're cut out for university. So no, I'm not not too worried because if suddenly half the people who should be going to university aren't, the universities aren't going to make any money. So Leo, get close to the camera now and just tell the whole of the listeners of the Absolute Radio podcast. Did you donate to the charity? I did donate to the charity. In fact, I even donated to the charity before you invited me on to interview, which I was so privileged by. Because what I think you guys are doing for your cast project is such, not only a really ingenious idea during lockdown, creating a podcast and using skills that actually are available to anyone, but manipulating that to use your own fundraiser is a really good idea and one that I was really passionate about, but also... You know, you have loads of fundraisers out there raising money for loads of different charities. But actually raising money for the NHS, which so desperately needs it at the moment, every little bit helps. You know, if you guys could just raise £100, that's maybe five bunches of PPE that you've just bought and potentially life saved. Mm. And that's something that should not be understated. So I think it's really important what you guys are doing. So good job. So, Leo, have you met the new warden? I have not met the new warden. I have heard of the new warden. I probably will get an opportunity excuse me, I'll probably get an opportunity to meet the new warden before the end of next term, probably at the Leavers for one of our last prefect meetings. But, you know, sounds like a really, really interesting guy. He's had a really impressive history teaching at loads of different schools. Um, I've heard from several different people whose stated aim is to make the school more co-educational, which I think is always a good thing.
1: Yeah, nice. Oh, and lastly, for uh, you know us lower six who are you know aspiring to be good prefects just like you are, Uh, What do you think makes a good prefect and how do you think you can get there to that to that place? I think it's really hard to say what makes a good prefect because there are so many different prefect roles That are applicable.
0: and There's so many different types of prefects There is no one prefect mold that they're looking for but on a base level they're looking for like leaders but not leaders in the sense of oh You have to do CCF to be a prefect but more like a leader in that actually you can stand by what you say You're an upstander not a bystander to bring in that old quote Mm. Um, You have to be emotionally intelligent, you basically as a prefect you should be confident enough and emotionally intelligent
1: enough that anyone can come to you with any problem and you can respond calm, constructively and collectively to it. Hmm. Alright well thanks Leo, this is very enlightening, it's good to talk to um, one of the other 6 who are now uh, on their way to have a nice uh, uh, gap year I hope, unless you're going to go straight to uni. No I'm going to take a gap year. Nice. Any ideas of where you're going to go? Bermuda. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. Um, uh, and um, yeah, well, um, yeah, very enlightening conversation about you know the school, um, you know wh- wh- what we have in store, uh, and um, yeah, I. Uh, well, thank you guys. You two have been so professional during this
0: interview. Actually, it's been really, really interesting. Some of the questions you've asked questions I haven't thought about in a long, long time. Actually, and um, I hope you wish you all the best with your charity. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, Leo. <laughs> <We're> on, on. <laughs>